Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. <laughs> Hello, GR Dad. How's it going? Good. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. The cocktail of the week this week is the Bermuda 100. That's a good name, right? Why? Bermuda 100. I don't know why it's called that. They don't tell me that. <laughs> is that 100 proof? The, no. The Bermuda 100 is one and a half ounces of gin. Yeah. One and a half ounces of pineapple juice. Okay. Campari, lime juice, orgeat syrup. This hundred is now puzzling me. I have no idea why it's called is that. Is it metric? <laughs> <laughs> In metric, that's that's a hundred. <laughs> I'm Googling Bermuda hundred to see if it... Oh, Bermuda hundred is a town in virginia what now no what no what bermuda hundred was the first administrative oh this is probably what it's named for bermuda hundred was the first administrative division in the english colony of virginia it was founded by sir thomas dale in 1613 six years after jamestown wow the terminology bermuda hundred also included a large area adjacent to the town in colonial era era hundreds were large developments of many acres arising from the english term to define an area which would support 100 homesteads oh that's so weird there you go that's cool so it's like an acre right the what is it the amount of land that can be plowed by one man and one oxen in one day yeah but 100 would be way way bigger than that 100 would be a bunch of homesteads like a bunch of homesteads a bunch of them yeah, Why is it called bigger. Bermuda? No, they came through Bermuda, maybe? They, I, don't know. I don't know. Was Bermuda like... It was British. But was it British in 1613? Yeah, why not? Like, I mean, I don't know when the Brits got there. And I don't know. Now they all wear Bermuda pants, thing. Bermuda shorts. The islands of Bermuda are... I know where they are. When did the Brits get in there? Discovery. I mean, all right, here we go. Settlement by the English. 1607. There you go. The English began to focus on the New World, initially settling in Virginia, starting the British colonization of North America, establishing a colony at Jamestown. Mm -hmm. Two years later, a flotilla of seven ships left England with several hundred settlers, food and supplies to relieve Jamestown. But the flotilla was broken up and they ended up in Bermuda. And settled there. Yeah. Like this is awesome. Now we can make even more money in here. Like they're Bermuda's rich. I don't think it was then. No. Nah. But it can't have been too bad. They stayed there. Bermuda is named after the Spanish sailor Juan de Bermudez, who was who discovered, quote unquote, the islands in fifteen oh five while sailing for Spain from a provisioning voyage to Hispaniola hmm. in the ship. La Garcia. Oh, so the British didn't discover it under any terms. They just had it. They took it. The name ultimately is therefore from the Visigothic name Bermude or <laughs> Veramund. Get out. Veramund or Veramund. Voldemort. <laughs> so I still don't know why Bermuda hundreds ends up, but there you go. We have had quite the history lesson just this early in the pod. This is much better than like a hundred proof Bermuda rum or something. Yeah, 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 this is excellent. All right, I still don't know why the hell gin and Campari make up the Bermuda hundred. I just picked it because it looked like a tasty drink. It's a good title. It is a pretty good name. Some we have experienced nerdy bartenders. This is some nerdy bartender who's like, hey, 
I know something. I think I would be a good nerdy bartender. Yes, you, you would be much better than the nerdy bartender we had, who was very good at nerdy, but he wasn't good with people that much. He he was not enthusiastic about his nerdy presentations. He was very nerdy. Yeah, I mean, I'm also very nerdy, but I am enthusiastic. Yes, yes. He he lacked he lacked some of the zazz. Not the most charismatic bartender. I mean, I no. liked the guy. But he was very nice. Yeah. But it took a while to realize that. Yes. He's not dead. We're talking about him in the past tense. He's not dead. He's just not a bartender anymore. <laughs> I believe he's a computer programmer now. Yes. He's, he so. remains a very nice guy. <clears throat> this suits him, I think. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> well, there you go. That's our cocktail of the week. This is a great detour. <laughs> yeah. This was fun. <clears throat> okay. Uh, it's time for Administrative Corner. Excellent. I love Administrative Corner. So we have two items on Administrative Corner. Uh, the first is actually administrative, which is if you ordered a Voodoo New Challenge medal and you haven't gotten it yet. Um, administratively, let us know. Let us know. A few people have reached out and been like, um, I haven't got my medal yet. And I have tracking numbers for all the medals and I track them and it's like label created and not scanned. So it seems like the post office just lost oh, some of them. Oh, come on. Uh, so we are going tomorrow. We're driving back to Maryland, which we'll talk about later to Florida from, Maryland. I'm sorry, from Maryland to Florida. And when we get home this weekend, I will pack up any missing metals. So just let us know. And, um, I just need something to be able to look up your label in my system. So like, tell me the name or the address. <laughs> I don't need like the PayPal receipt or anything. I just need to be able to go into my like stamps.com account and find it. Yeah. Don't, don't just make it a complete secret. I, I mean, some people I can tell who you are Guess from who? your username. I'm not telling you who I am, but my label's gone. <laughs> Sometimes it's like at Fairy Duster 178. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, um, I I don't know who you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> at Golden Ratio Lover number one. Yeah. I don't think there's one of those accounts, but someone should get it. But it should be like L-O-V-R. All right. That one I would remember. And so that's not a good example. Uh, so anyway, uh, let us know if you didn't get your medal. We'll send you another one. We got, we bought plenty of backups exactly for this because the keys post office always loses some of this. I've been modeling them and taking selfies with them. Have you? No. Oh, but hypothetically I could, we have hundreds. <laughs> you, you could, we, we could make a full outfit out of medals at this point. Yeah. It would be heavy like chain mail, but probably impervious to, you know, cross bolt bows. Potentially. Cross bow bolts. Bolts. Say that three times. I Crossbow just tried. bolts. Crossbow bolts. <laughs> the uh, the second item on administrative corner is there's another thing that a million people have been sending me, and it is the Keel James Patrick twelve foot skeleton video. <laughs> have you seen it? Wait, the day in the life of the twelve foot yeah, skeleton where he gets a girlfriend does? and and they both buy sweaters and, <laughs> and yes, pumpkin spice lattes. Is awesome. So a lot of people are like, I can't believe the effort that went into this, but Keel James Patrick is a brand. Like oh, a, really? It's, yes. They're the ones who... Sweater? Um, so it's clothes, basically. They got really famous for these like rope bracelets. They're based in Cape huh. Cod. Um, so effort did go into it, but it was paid by labor. It's corporate effort. Yeah. They're the ones who have like... Like everything is like perfect New England fall. Like everyone's in plaid. The lawns are mowed, but there's a tasteful smattering of leaves. There's like golden retrievers and like mostly well white people. Well-brushed golden retrievers. Well-brushed golden retrievers, mostly white people, but like just the appropriate number of like black couple to be their <laughs> friends. Uh, you're, you're not selling this. It's kind of dystopian. Really in a good way. It's 
it's very beautiful and it's Instagrammable. It's like Land's End, but worse, or, or oh, not Land's End. Land's End, like, turned up where it's, like, the beautiful, like, brick colonial house on a sprawling green lawn, like, with golden light coming Ooh. out of the windows. and So it's almost off-brand for them to have something quirky like these skeletons. Well, they go out. a little quirky in fall. They're very well known if you follow this corner of, like, Instagram, um, where they get these big ass pumpkins and they cut holes out of the bottom and they put them on their heads. So they've got these like autumnal. Oh, so that's sweaters. why the Starbucks guy was with the pumpkin head. Yes. So the pumpkin head thing. So they do these like family portraits where everybody's got a jack-o'-lantern stuck on their head. That's dystopian and slash moving into scary territory, mm -hmm. actually. This is their thing. Only uh, a matter of time before someone gets a big knife and starts chasing everyone else around. They all like they all drive. They've got a, a small fleet, three or four of these like 1930s woody. The Jeeps. Jeeps. The, the skeleton's driving one of it. It's not a woody, but that's an old willy Jeep. Yeah. No, no, no. Not a willy Jeep like a World War II. Hmm. Um, like a wood stripe panel along the side. The skellies are driving just a Jeep. <clears throat> I, it may be. I They've look, got a vintage I'm a thing. I'm a car guy. I, I know. It's a very small Jeep. <laughs> it looks small because the skeletons are 12 feet tall. That may be true. Although I don't think they have the legs in there. <laughs> I think they artificially make them real short in it, those It's Jeeps. hard to tell. Uh, but anyway, it is a great video. I mean, KJP. Uh, I mean, I've got some of their clothes. Uh, that dress that I have with like the tennis rackets and the tennis balls on yes. it, that's from them. Oh. That's one of their summer dresses. I've got a couple. Oh. Uh, it's very, very preppy. It's very like peak New England. It kind of hurts my teeth to think of it something that preppy. I don't know why. It yeah. It seems real tense. That's what it is. Uh, so I thought preppy died, but I guess it was it always in New England. It absolutely did not. And it's still always in New England. It's yeah. just the preppy in Ohio died. <laughs> the that's fact right. that preppy was everywhere died. Yeah. Um, I have mixed feelings like I like a lot of their stuff but sometimes like oh it's it's just like it's too loud Stepford. like could you turn it all down Stepford. like it's wife. like a one to ten it's like a 13 and I need you to bring it down like a six you know it's very that sounds Stepford's is a little more like 50s perfect and this is not that it's much like Stepford isn't preppy Stepford is like 50s housewife okay kind of thing this Fair is full-on preppy like long sleeve plaid jumper dresses knee length there's a lot of fireplaces pink shirts khakis kind of you got to go I'm look at it i mean you're men. listing preppy yeah kjp's kind of their own flavor of it kjp keel james it's, it's their handle is at kjp we just Anybody watched forge and fire so when i hear keel james capture patrick i'm thinking kill james patrick <laughs> and i'm like this is a whole different movie now anybody who has a handle that's three characters is a brand or a serial killer no 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 uh, like oh, a social a media handle oh yeah what is this a unwritten rule i mean just like do you know any like actual people who have three letter handles no, it's all NPH. His, but that's not his handle. No, it's like so. real, it's the real like NPH. The real NPH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So, because some brand took NPH or organizations, <laughs> right? Back in the day, like when I was doing web design when I was in college, there was like this very big market where you would like buy domain names and then try to sell them for a million dollars because people thought like, you know airline.com like i'm gonna be rich if i have airline.com because that's what everybody's gonna go to it's still a thing yeah but like it's not like it's fine if you've just got like 
Trivago, right? You just like make a thing up. People will remember the brand. Oh, they just don't rename need the name. You just change the name. I, I think, you know, people thought at the time, like, one, nobody's going to, like, search engines sucked. That's That was a big thing. Search the, engines the sucked. The name was important when there was no search. Yeah. And so they were like, well, no one's going to remember. Like, I remember telling my boss, I was doing web design at the university, and uh, we were talking something about, like, Club Med. And I think we were like, we're going to make some joke page or something about Club Med. So I went to like clubmed.com and he's like, I can't believe like, you know, that Club Med is clubmed.com. And I was like, what the fuck else would it be? Was it like he scandalized? Because no, like a couple's thing. Like what my is- high school boyfriend was super, like super impressed with himself. Now, this is when we were both in college, right? So we had broken up, but he worked for my parents. Yep. And uh, so I would still see him all the time. Yep. And uh and it was never like a great interaction there's a lot of like look how awesome i am and uh and he was like very impressed with himself that he knew like the url for yahoo he's like it's yahoo.com i don't have to call <laughs> which now like sounds so dumb I'm but sorry like- that sounds incredibly dumb all around like Yahoo is it's it's already Yahoo. created com. for that, right? It's Yahoo.com. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> but he was like real impressed that he had like 10 URLs memorized. I mean, if you know that it's more impressive to know that like General Motors company is GMC.com. That that is more, the fact that it's Yahoo and it's Yahoo.com is is not that impressive. It is not that impressive. He's the one who gave himself a nickname to make it sound awesome. Make himself sound awesome. He nicknamed himself HD. Yes. Which stood for hard drive because that's how good his memory was. Narrator's voice. It did not stick. <laughs> he was the only one who called himself. That's so sad. It doesn't work. Nick gave yourself almost never works. No. And he was never cool enough to be close to making it work. <laughs> you don't even know him. I mean, you're right. but The stories speak for themselves. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was like people generally didn't memorize URLs like putting a dot com or like a www at the beginning was very weird for people in the 90s it was like they'd be like www dot yahoo dot com <laughs> backslash and i was like it's not a backslash it's, it's never always a, forward a, it's always a forward slash uh yeah so at the time <laughs> everyone was like well like on aol Right, which people were a little more familiar with, because if you were on the internet, you probably were on AOL. Right, you couldn't go easily to just a website on AOL at the time, but there were AOL keywords, and you would try to have like the AOL keyword for your web page, and that's how people would get to it on AOL. They would just put in the keyword. I mean, it was kind of like a search engine, like airline, and then they'd see like the AOL pages, which were different than web pages, sort of. It would be like compilation pages. I mean, you could have an AOL page. Like it was a whole thing. And wow. so people thought you'd get really rich because like nobody's going to remember like united.com or <laughs> aa.com or southwest.com. Like that's all weird. But if I get airline.com, if someone wants to book an airline ticket, they're just going to come there. And wow, I mean, some of these sold for like a million dollars for like travel.com or That's something. Money wasted. And it was just like some rando who'd be like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy McDonald's.com. I think, I think the brand names eventually, like there was some lawsuit that you couldn't hold the domain name for a trademarked phrase or something like Trademark that. Trumps. That's, that's, the, yeah. that's true today if I can. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. How did we even get? Oh, so 
like three letter ones real hard to get is, is basically it because right, people so are buying them all. ljp is is that what it is is that what we're talking about kjp kjp is all right fair enough so it's a company they made the skeleton video and they have money and they have money so it's not just a person who did this no discredit to kill james patrick they did a great job it's a very funny video uh and it is extremely well produced but it's not just like some person who did the effort for that and i don't think it has any i mean unless you're an insider it has hints but it has no labeling that it's a it's an ad for these guys. They just put it on their TikTok. I mean, they do a great job with their social media. Whether or not it's your taste is a different thing. Right, but right. they do a very good job. And this was just a... They put it on their TikTok. And the video people are showing is just the downloaded TikTok. Anyway, it's it's great. Oh, they, people have sent you this. This is how we get back a to A thousand it. people have sent it to me. I love it. Keep sending me stuff like that. Also, a friend of the squad pointed me to the 12-foot skeleton owners group on Facebook which is exactly what it sounds like. It is a group of people who own 12-foot skeletons and love them. <laughs> they all call them skellies. Oh, it's like a Jeep, you know, a lover of Facebook. Yes, They talk is. about how to modify them like Jeeps, mod them and do things with them. Yeah, I, I think the one that I'm most into, so everybody's real into putting a light within the rib cage to light your skeleton. It looks really cool. Gotta do the red glowy heart. So there's a discussion of, yeah, some people have found flame, flame. light bulbs. Ooh. And then, yeah. like, what's the... You've got to run... There's not... You can't just screw a light bulb in there. you got to run a, a wire. You know, some, you plug something in, run a cord up there that you can screw the light into. What's the best bracket to, like, hold it into the rib cage? Yeah, How do you so hide the wire? Like a car modification or, like, a car lover's thing, right? Like, yeah. what do I do with my 65 Mustangs, you know, folding roof or so whatever? Yeah. There's one guy who made a disco skelly, so he covered the whole thing in, like, little disco ball mirrors. And that looked tedious there's a lot of it's mirrors amazing on that though big it skelly. looks so it looks cool. amazing but it's a it looks like one of those skulls what are those what did you call them there was like damien hurst or something had like these these mirrored skulls too yeah. uh there was someone on there who had i was i, I joined this group a couple of days ago yesterday maybe and someone was like posting the completion of their pink painted 12 foot skeleton they paint the whole thing pink and put up it looked very cool very cool i thought it was on hawaii and then a different friend of the squad was like i did a drive around the island of guam yesterday and i saw a 12 foot skeleton and they posted a picture of the pink 12 foot skeleton that i already knew from the 12 foot skeleton owners group on facebook because i like now am like basically facebook pals with the guy who did that in guam guam not hawaii guam. no it He's was guam probably in the army so there you go. There you go. Pretty cool. They have like, there's, I think, skellyparts.com, which redirects to an Etsy page with 3D printed like skelly oh, replacement that's like brackets. Mopar. That's like parts for your car. It's, it's great. You I love can, it. You can get like floodlights or something. I have all this kinds of cool so ideas. so much like a car website. I was sending stuff to Ingo. I was like, look, these people have like a blue spotlight know, and then an orange cool. internal light. It looks really cool. That looked cool. My, we, ha we have a white spotlight on ours. And that looked cool until we saw these. Now oh, yeah. we got to up our game. <laughs> we got to up our game. I, know. I found so people have shared the light that they use, which is this like you can control. So it's a, a flat panel and it shines a really bright light, but it looks kind of like an iPad size. Goodness. It's, it signs the light, but you've got a remote control or you can control it from your phone. So you can do whatever color you want <laughs> or you can have it do like rainbow rotation, Wait. just like our fancy light bulbs. Yeah. I just want to say. The light that we had pointing at our skeleton 
ended up two feet under salt water, under two feet of salt water, and now didn't work. So I had to get a new one. I know. <laughs> so I'm not sure I want a sensitive light panel out there <laughs> in the elements with like lizards and yeah. birds and whatever else might. A lot of discussion is come how, ashore. <laughs> how waterproof and outdoor friendly is this stuff? And does it hold up to the wind? How about salt? <laughs> yeah. Ours will get salt sprayed for sure. No kidding. All right. I have another thing for administrative Administr corner. You have an administrative corner item? Wow. Yeah, don't, always wow. the element of surprise. No, it's a <laughs> tone of surprise. Um, wow. The Hopper plushies yeah. are scheduled to ship on October 22nd. Now, am I? That's a couple days. Friday. I d this is just according to them. So that's they, what they, they say. haven't said anything else. Everyone who's ordered one directly knows this because they send out emails. Yep. But for those who are getting a donated one, they would not know this because... You placed all 150 <laughs> orders. Out of convenience, I used my email instead of like trying to text everyone or whatever and say, what's your email? <laughs> so I have, I'm getting 100 and whatever emails now from every, <laughs> every round. So they say they're going to ship on the 22nd and it should be there in time. Well in time for the holidays. Of yeah. Course. Yeah, Wh it's which holidays we don't know. It could it could be there in time for Thanksgiving, could, but definitely will be. for the big holiday for the other holidays. For most people, it's like seven to ten days after it ships to arrive, and then if you're in a far flung corner of the globe, it may be longer. Which some people are for sure. I mean, there are yep. these are being flung far and wide. These getting yeeted very far. It would be interesting to do like a map. <coughs> yeah, have them like like render the little, you know, loops where yeah. people f where they fly to different countries: and Philippines, like Australia. I don't know. I don't know if there's Guam. We not did not one of these hundred. But I did one to Guam. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's probably going with the six foot skeleton. It's, it's, it's a 12 foot skeleton. Pink 12 foot skeleton. 12 feet, it's, not six. It's pink. <laughs> okay. There you go. That was a legitimate administrative core item. This wasn't uh, rambling. administrative. This wasn't dog horn information. <laughs> Full on administrative. Excellent work. And noted for the record, please. Good job. I that did was something right. Perfectly administrative. You did a great no, job. I'm just going to sit here, please, the rest of the night. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for dog updates? I Am I ready? I don't know. I might not be ready, but proceed anyway. All right. Do you want to talk about Cheddar or the boys in couples therapy cheddar. first? We got a new dog, you guys. We haven't done anything since we got Cheddar. No. We That's got a new dog and the name is Cheddar. Clearly more interesting. Yeah. He doesn't know it yet. His name is Cheddar. He does not know a lot. He doesn't really respond to Cheddar. So last, uh, shortly before the Chicago Marathon, which was like a week and a half ago. This is kind of a long convoluted story with no great resolution. I think that's right. I was like, you know, Ingo, six dogs is a lot. And I know we've, we kind of got three on the way out, right? Like Brody is 12. He doesn't have any serious problems, but like. You never know with a 12-year-old. He's a good boy. Hops, doing fine right now, but they gave her 6 to 18 months, and we're on like month 16, and she's doing fine, but we sort of had a hint with her arm sprain before that like she's pretty fragile, so we're not expecting anything to happen anytime soon, but we also don't think we're going to have her for another three years. Mm. Remy, he's got cancer. It hopefully is going to be fine. But he does have cancer. So, you know, we have no immediate plans to lose these dogs. But I was just like, you know, maybe 
five is really the right number, which I think is a thing I've said before. This is always leads to disaster when you say this is not uh, enough or we don't we can't handle anymore or right. I you know I I miss the days where we had four and then a picture appears of a of a dog with a sweet sweet face a picture appears I haven't in said one of no your to any dogs with the picture where you've seen the picture oh I'm no it doesn't matter there's always a picture so yes. I, I, t- I say this to Ingo I think five is probably the right number <laughs> and then like two days later I get an email and I just I just see the from the from is from Mary C who is the intake coordinator for our rescue group <laughs> and she only emails if she has a dog that she, she wants does. me to take she's like not friends she just has transactions <laughs> i mean she's a friend she's, she's nice lovely too, but, but this yes is like this is like the friend that shows up whenever they need money or the <laughs> you know <laughs> funny you should what do you need what do so you want i see i just see the message <laughs> in the inbox i don't click on it and i and i go oh fuck no, <laughs> fuck no. and then i click on the email and the email is jen uh would you be available to take this dog as a foster and i'm like nope and it's like he's 10 years old i was like okay uh he was found sitting in the middle of the road in west virginia like someone had dumped him and i was like that's sad and then uh skip ahead 10 seconds if you don't want to hear the same thing i said in the tweet which was uh his nose was all swollen and the person who found him took him to the vet and the vet said it looks like somebody punched him in the face and broke his nose and I was like, now I must take this dog. And then I see the picture. And I got to say, of all the pictures, it's the crappiest picture we've ever gotten. Of him compared to him. Yes. Of any dog. True. Right? Like, it's just, it was a real close. It was like all face. <laughs> and like the side of his face. And I was like, yes, I will take this dog. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. No one else wants him and no one else did. And and he's blind. Oh, yeah. That I mean, that's why we got him because he's, he's old blind. and blind. And uh, so I'm like, fine. And so there's a lot of rigmarole trying to figure out how the dog is going to get from West Virginia to us. And uh, there's Sh- some short of me picking him up, which is the not the first preferred option by me, but it always would be an option. So there was someone in West Virginia who I think had previously found a golden that she turned over to great. And she had said before, if you ever need a golden transported from West Virginia, I would be happy to bring them to Charlottesville virginia which saves us about four hours yeah, of that's driving a, that's a three-hour drive right there yeah so she we finally got it all set up that we were going to meet her in henrico which is kind of in between is that did i say that right yeah Henrico. yeah it's between richmond and charlottesville so it's kind of it's a couple hours two and a half hours from here mm-hmm. and uh because she was going to be there for something else anyway so she like the night before picked up the dog from the person who had found him had him stay overnight at her house, gave him a bath because he smelled so bad and then drove him to sh- to Henrico where we met him and picked him up and brought him home. And he's in the car and I was like, this dog smells so bad. Yeah, he smells so bad. Guy. And he has fleas. Like you can see the fleas. Oh my God. You, he, They were just bouncing. B- bouncing off of him. I mean, it's almost like a cartoon. They're we get like, him in the backyard. Gadoing, gadoing, gadoing. Fleas. Every, like Freaking a billion ha- fleas happy gleeful little fleas the little bastards so normally what you do and this is a good pro tip for anyone um there's a medicine called capstar which like i think used to be prescription but you can buy it on amazon now um and it kills all the fleas on a dog in an hour so it's great that's awesome i just picture them being like 
expelled from the dog. I had one dog like like with fleas like this, and I brought her to my vet's office, and they gave her the pill in the office, and the fleas were dead by the time we got home. It's a great medicine. Um, but this was a Sunday, and so there was no place for us to get Capstar. I tried to get some from Amazon, and it, you know, it's like it would have been two days to get here. No, he's got the fleas now. Yeah, so you can give the normal flea and tick uh, next guard, which is our flea and tick, and that'll kill him in eight hours. So it's not quite as fast, but it, you know, they're gone fast enough. So we gave him a next guard, and then we gave him a flea bath, like we got some flea shampoo, and we gave him a big thorough flea bath out, out in the yard with a hose yeah. yeah uh and and then like a few hours later all the fleas had migrated to his face oh it was terrible you like he'd be petting his head and these fleas be weaving in and out of his face hair you'd see him like come up uh, out of the fur and you'd be there a flea and then it would like sink back down even just like on his snoop with the little oh it's terrible thing. they were everywhere so i was like all right more flea shampoo we're both sitting there just like squishing fleas that crawl out of his face. At one point, I was like, I feel like there's fleas all over me. And I went in the bathroom and I had fleas on my head. Terrible. There were fleas on me. I think I've found dead fleas on some of the other dogs, although they could just be leaf bits because they roll around here a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he got a second flea bath on his face. And... But even at that point, so he'd had two baths. He'd had the first non-flea bath with the transporter. And then he had had the flea bath with us. Uh, and he was staying down in the basement. And I went down there. Inga was down with him. And I went down. And I was like, oh, my God, the whole basement smells so bad. This dog smells so bad. So yeah. then I, the next day, I gave him another bath. Uh, and and then I sprayed him with the Nature's Miracle, like, make your dog smell better spray which we have a whole bunch of. We got it for CB because he was smelling like an old sock for a while. Yeah. So I sprayed him with like like a teen boy using Axe body spray just all over the place. Yeah. Now he smells pretty much normal. He uh, he, he did smell kind of like a a rag that never dried or like... Oh, it was bad. Was left Sour in the, milk. Left in the washer for a few days and yeah. then got, na- got sort of nasty. Yeah. But like guy. really strong. Poor guy had, had been... And he had ma- knots oh, all over his mats. fur, like matted fur. He was clearly not well taken care of, whether that's lack of attention or it was lack of ability by the owner or whoever, you know, give him, a, I don't know. But it, but he was, cl- he, you were clearly like, dear Lord, this dog has not gotten the minimum of attention. No, I mean, they were like. The mats on the back of his legs were like the size of tennis balls. He had like ping pong ball size mats inside the pads of his back feet. Yeah, it was like he could. It, I think it did impede his walking. He was walking more like stickly at first. Yeah. I shaved like half of his side because just like everything was matted together. I mean, we, we still haven't gotten them all out, but there were all of these giant mats and then more kind of dreadlocky ones. Yeah. So when we finally brought him to the vet, I was like, He's got a lot of bald patches because I just had to shave everything. Like, there was nothing to do. I just shaved it off. Yeah. We I, we actually broke the clippers <laughs> shaving all the patches <laughs> off of him. Well, no, uh, no loss there. They were my old beard clippers, so you're probably happy to get rid of those. Yeah. Uh, just mats everywhere. So mats and fleas. But filthy. And yet he was the sweetest boy. Consistently oh my God. sweet. So he's blind. He's He has cataracts. So he can see maybe a little bit of light and shadow. But not much. He bonks he's, into stuff. He's bonkier than than Remy is now, certainly. Yeah. But he's 
he's pretty he 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 can sort of stay out of doorways if he sees them. Yeah, that's right. But he's real cautious, and as the vet said, he kind of hugs the wall. He likes to hug the wall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he does love me. Anytime he hears he my does. voice, he, he loves you more than me. And I don't know if you know. Again, he has good experience with women or bad with guys, but he certainly lights up when you talk to him and, and he follows your voice in a way that he doesn't with mine yeah i went down there after he got fixed which is jumping a little head but uh i went down to see him and and he started wagging he was real tired and sore yeah. and like i laid down next to him and he like hooked his little paw over <laughs> me and so adorable. even he's like falling asleep but he's still wagging his tail because <laughs> that was him. so nice he yeah with me, me he's like i acknowledge you you know thanks for feeding me and stuff but you know i'm just gonna hang out here it's cool it's cool <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, so we got, we got him on a Sunday and it's like, okay, so this dog needs a ton of help. And, uh, we didn't know this when we got him, he is intact. Yes. We He's figured that out right away. In, when I was petting him, I was like, Ingo, is he over. fixed? Could you check please? And Ingo's like, Oh, nope. He sure is not. <laughs> so I was like, how? I think I said, sorry, Cheddar. No, he's not. <laughs> so I'm like, this is a problem. We've brought non-fixed dogs in before, most notably Remy. Uh, it does not go well because they hump everything. <laughs> and uh, Guac. Guac is up here on the couch like trying to get Ingo to tug his blow high. I'm not tugging anything, especially not a blow high. Guac, stop it. You're going to unplug the pod equipment, Guac. Stop it. This is so unprofessional, Guac. Um so we're like okay i'm like we got to get this dog fixed i mean we need to get him to a vet period because if he's this neglected he like need, who he knows what's to wrong be checked. we need to do blood work and we were like they have lyme disease up here right they have ticks so i'm sure he has that oh my god guac i gotta move the pod box here because he's gonna unplug it um need to get him to a vet that was a priority with with his you knew he hadn't been at the vet for a long time. Yeah. And we need to get him fixed because the last thing we need in the house, which we'll talk about. Or the RV. Second. Or the RV is more tension because the dog is humpy. But like I had called our vet before we even picked him up and I was like, we're getting this new dog. Can I get him in? And they're like, yeah, October like 30th. And I was like, no. What? Like, <laughs> no, no. This is an emergency. Everybody's backed up. But friend of the squad board member of the golden ratio foundation jen coleslaw uh is like my vet just opened a new clinic like a few weeks ago it just opened and i have an in and so on sunday i think she's basically texting with the vet and he's like i can fix him on tuesday and i was like we're there even though it's like an hour and a half from our house absolutely so we brought him so we got him on sunday on monday we drove him out to get his checkup uh and they did his blood work and and everything and then we drove him home and then on tuesday we meaning ingo drove him back and dropped him off to get fixed um his blood work and stuff was pretty much fine his his blood most of his tests were exemplary the vet's like they're just his values are great i wish i had all his his blood values <laughs> so he did test positive for lyme but it's on the quick test so that basically if you've had lyme before you'll test positive on that test forever yeah and they're like he doesn't you know really have lyme uh he's not sick now so we don't have to treat it but he does have round worms which is an intestinal parasite so hopefully he doesn't have him anymore we gave him a dewormer but that's all we had to do he didn't have heartworm he didn't have any other thank goodness he didn't have uh heartworm. tick diseases yeah yeah, it's always lucky when they've been neglected the, like that. The vet was like, 
the fact that he has roundworm these days just means he didn't get any not even the most basic of care he clearly i mean when when you gave him the flea bath on his face to get the remaining fleas yeah like the water ran brown he not had his face washed maybe a long time or maybe ever. ever yeah um so his blood values were fine um on tuesday morning we dropped him off to get neutered and uh he had a tough time with the anesthesia and the vet was like he's a lot older than you think he is and we thought he was 10 which is pretty old but like now like having watched him a bit i go yeah he probably is you know i mean old dogs can be old in a variety of ways but he does seem very old i mean he acts way older than brody um so they the vet actually kept him overnight just to keep an eye on him and make sure everything was fine uh so he came home yesterday which is wednesday and he's doing good again jennifer coleslaw was visited him at the vet she and sent was, us was pictures call us with very updates. crucial um part of this operation i like that you just very made her very formal there with the full on jennifer coleslaw instead of just well, jen coleslaw <laughs> you know <laughs> sure <laughs> um yeah so uh we got him home and he was real sleepy yesterday and then last night he started deciding to lick his incision which he's not allowed to do so i tried putting the cone on him but he's blind and so the cone widens the space that he can bonk into stuff <laughs> and, and, so and stops him right it's like a yeah yeah it, it prevents him from from pr proceeding Yes. Luck. Never mind. Everything's fine. He's no. He's full on like laying on the power cord. Like, like it's just, nice and warm. What a terrible dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the cone was like not great for him. We have a little donut, which you may have seen on Remy in the snaps. That didn't stop him from <laughs> licking. I tried putting a T-shirt on his butt. He I'm, found a way I'm around. I'm impressed that. by your ingenuity here because I thought the T-shirt would be a would be the sort of stopgap measure if the cone doesn't work and if yeah all the other stuff doesn't work yeah he found a way i'm impressed so i was like we are not in the florida keys we are in maryland i can get shit delivered here overnight in hours and i'm like instacart go to petco and get me a thing and they're like we don't have any of those things i was like can we get him a onesie because we have onesies in florida we didn't bring any with us and they don't have any and amazon has them but they're you know it's like we can deliver them in three days and i was like we need something and then i found uh dog diapers on amazon which they would deliver overnight and the dog diapers basically as good as a onesie it just covers the bits <laughs> so i the ones i have are probably a size too small they look like teeny little hot pants on they're, him they're, and they also have a very small hole for the tail like his tail is very fluffy so you're kind of like pulling it through and put some shove resistance. it through there yeah um you know it would not they're female diapers <laughs> which just means funny. they don't go as far forward because the females like pee from the back end and like his junk sticks out the front of it but it covers the incision which is all that matters but in theory he could pee with with his diapers on he could because he's a dude in a female diaper yeah. but it's perfect for us because it covers up the incision it perfectly came overnight it was here by like 8 yeah. a.m that's right that's and another reason it's perfect it was, <laughs> it was here that's really what mattered uh i would have ordered the bigger size i would have ordered a male one i would have got a onesie but whatever these were coming overnight and so he didn't have to have the cone on and it's great it totally has stopped him from licking the thing and he doesn't have to wear the cone so that's like the medical process. Um, just in terms of how he is, very fuzzy man. 
He's very fuzzy. Yes. He's got a very fuzzy head. Yeah, he's very fluffy. Um, He's very tentative, obviously, because he's blind. He picks his feet up a lot. He walks a lot like Remy did when we first got him, actually. Yep. He's got some arthritis in his back. Like uh, the first day I was like, do you know how to sit? And I was like, sit. And he's absolutely does not know the command blink, blink. and so i tried just like gently pushing his butt down and just a really gentle push on his butt you heard all this like crackling in his back <laughs> <laughs> so got some arthritis and stuff going on back there um but not bad he walks okay the vet said his hips are okay right like it's, it's really arthritis yeah yeah i mean he can go up the stairs and down the stairs uh, he's very tentative to do it now um, and when he goes up, you can see that he tries to like bunny hop his back legs, like hop both back legs at the same time instead of one at a time. We have a Vink who does that. Yeah. Um, and we were saying just before we sat down to podcast, he's got a certain level of old dog dementia. Like he's not all with it. And it's not just that he's like kind of freaked out and doesn't know what's going on. Uh, you can tell he's just not all there, which would suggest he's a lot older than 10. Yeah. I mean, not that 10-year-olds can't be like that, but he it's does so seem like weird a pretty that, old, old that, dog. That you can't figure out how old a dog is. They need rings. Yeah, they need rings or a birth certificate <laughs> 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 that they carry around or something. I mean, he, he can't talk, so he doesn't know, but still. One of the uh, the worries that we had is that when we had him in at the vet on Monday for his checkup, they scanned him for a chip and he had a chip. And we were like, oh, what no. What the heck? How is he uh, given up for rescue, right, if he has a chip? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nor we're the first people who get him, but somebody found him on the road and you'd think she at least brought him to the vet to get his nose checked out. Wouldn't you scan for a chip? And it's from what the intake person said, she tried very hard to find an owner. She put up posters and posted him online. Nobody claimed him. But we were like, we're not giving this dog back. <laughs> right. Actually, yes. Uh, it didn't matter. And so I called the uh, medical coordinator and I was like, this dog has a chip. Um, do you want to look it up and see what you can do? So they looked it up and the chip is unregistered. So apparently a lot of breeders will chip the chip the dogs when they're puppies. And then when you adopt them, they already have the chip in them and you just have to like go register it. But a lot of people just don't bother registering it. So it's kind of pointless to have the chip then. But that's what that's what it was with him. No one had registered the chip. So yeah. Uh, no one's going to try to get him back. And this went to the rescue from someone who'd found him on the road. Found him right? on the so road, it wasn't yeah. like he was found and then given to the rescue. No, she had him for a little while and then given to the rescue. Yeah. Because um, it sounds like, you know, she recognized that he needed more care than just like, oh, he's just a dog who can hang out at my house. Like, he's blind and, yeah. you know, old and not all with it and, you know, needs attention. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, he's uh so Remy and Nacho are off at couples therapy, which we'll talk about in a minute, but they're not here. And so Cheddar has been spending a lot of time in the basement. But today we have had him upstairs with all the other four dogs and they're all doing great. There's almost no interaction. He He's not really that interested in them. He he initially the first like 18 hours, he would try to hump them because he was just freaked. Yeah. Right now he's really doesn't have any interest in interacting with them i think he's pleased that they're here he's not hostile he's not angry um but he's just sleeping a lot yeah she probably has to catch up on he's an old man the the person who tuned him over said he was a couch potato that he's like friendly and nice but he mostly just sleeps he's not on the couch uh fair enough 
but I I was saying to Inga, I'm like, we don't need seven dogs. And yet this is actually the kind of dog that we want. This is the sort of dog that we signed up to do this work for. We could we could do seven if they were like this. If yeah. they were all like this, absolutely. Couch potato quiet dogs. I haven't heard him bark yet. He's he's got a little like Howf. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh but yeah, he's good. He seems like he's gonna be pretty low maintenance, knock on wood. Um, so we do have an appointment for him to go to the ophthalmologist next week. Uh, Remy is going to the oncologist in Miami. And I was like, Ingo, if you're going to Miami, do you want me to get him into the ophthalmologist? And, uh, the ophthalmologist just happens to only have very early morning appointments, but that happens to work great with the oncologist. So you're doing a full day in Miami (laughs) of, uh, with two dogs, medical stuff, ophthalmologist and oncologist, two dogs. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. So we'll see if they can do anything. His He's not diabetic, uh, but he does have cataracts. And so potentially he could get the surgery that we've talked about with the other dogs where, you know, for at least one eye, they give him some vision back, but we'll see what they say. Uh, the fact that he didn't do well with the anesthesia on his neuter is not a great sign that they would do surgery again uh, with these cataracts. They're very very conservative about doing that cataract surgery they really don't want to do it if there's any risk at all which makes sense don't make everything else work worse for some and it sounds like the the after the surgery the eyes are really fragile right so they don't want an infection they don't want uh, you know any trauma to the eye because it'll just undo everything yep yeah and it can be painful and then you have to remove the eye and do another surgery so it's like he's fine blind why are you gonna you know take all of these risks um, so my guess is that they won't do surgery, but they might have other stuff that they can do that will help like they did with, you know, Remy, even if his cataracts hadn't started dissolving, one of his eye drops is, um, a thing that dilates his eyes. So he can see a little bit around the cataracts. It gives right. him a little bit better vision. Right. So they may have some stuff like that to do. Anything I'm forgetting with Cheds? Um, he likes playing with you now. Like you actually got him to play and respond and be playful. A couple of times I'm like, you want me to smack your face? And he's yeah. like, kind of maybe. And he like hops around a little bit. That's pretty good. Yeah. Him hopping is a big thing. Yeah. It's very cute. Yeah. He's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, Nice old dog. This is, if, if they were all like the house without Nacho and Remy here has been really oh, nice the last couple of days. The dynamic, the vibe is much better. The vibe is much better. Oh my God. Having either Nacho or Remy might be okay, but having both of them is just exponentially more complicated right now. Yeah. So, so let's talk about them. So I think on the last podcast, I was like, yeah, you know, Nacho had done camp. And then when Michael brought Nacho back from camp, uh, as soon as we let all the other dogs out and he and Remy had a fight, and and so he and Remy have had another fight since then. Um, Ingo, I think you were gone. You were yeah, out with some people. Where the, your finger got nipped. Yeah. So I was, I was trying to get somebody to go out. I think, and both Nacho and Remy were like standing at the door. When I was, I don't know if it was Hops or Brody, but I was trying to get somebody out who was like a process to get them to go outside. And Nacho and Remy are standing in the door and I was like, get outside, like move it. And they like take two steps and uh, like are still standing in the door. And I was like, get out of here, like move it down the steps, like yelling at them aggressively. And they're like, oh, fuck. Okay. So they both start going down the stairs and I think they bumped into each other and they were, you know, both like 
very excited like not happy excited but just like agitated agitated because yeah. i was like get the fuck out of the way <laughs> uh and bumped into each other and then went at it um and i was here alone so i'm trying to break up this fight all the other fights has been one person on each dog right and here it's just me and so michael had given some tips and i just sort of like grabbed the dog closest to me like trying to get them to break it up and um I, I think I was holding on to Remy and Nacho let go and came in for another chomp and got my thumb instead of Remy. Mm. Uh, so it's it's pretty sore now. It's not infected. It broke the skin, but just barely. I kind of got a deep scrape on either side of my thumb. As soon as he realized he had me in his mouth, he let go. I mean, he just like barely touched me. Um but it's still not good. And I was like, we cannot have this. Like You jerks. Yeah. I am very lucky that I didn't actually get hurt. Right. Because I absolutely could have been chomped hard and, uh, you know, had it do damage. And and the option is what? Like, we're just going to let them fight. Like, I've seen I've had a dog. My dog Kay got in a fight with the dog of a guy I was dating and uh, had to go to the vet, like was bleeding all over the place. There's st- I still find blood droplets from her because her ear got ripped open and and i'll still occasionally find like a blood droplet on the ceiling you know that was like 2008 or something that happened yeah um and yeah and you know she had to go to the vet and it wasn't super serious but like i i could have gotten bitten like that and i was like this is not an okay situation like they they they're having more fights right it's sort of escalating the pace and i get why it happened right like I, I could have been calmer about it, but at the same well, time, I should be able to like shoo them out of the way and be like, get the fuck out of the way and not have them start doing that. Yeah. And it, and this house it is just built to exacerbate it a little bit because it kind of funnels them into sharp corners and stuff together. But it's not just the house. They're no, just that's right. both and they're a little bit on edge, but neither of them. And it's usually Remy who, who loses it first. Yeah neither of them should be nipping at each other there are zero situations where that should happen yes this house definitely makes it easier for it to happen because they are on top of each other and and they're in the way right if we were in florida i wouldn't have to so aggressively be like get out of the way to let this one dog through it's all cramped here but there's no situation in where it's okay that they have any aggression with each other correct and so i texted michael the trainer and i was like listen like I don't know how we're going to deal with this. Like, we're going to have to keep them separated for now, which we did um, for whatever, 36 hours. Yeah, there was crate and there was in your office and yep. Neither. They could not both be out at the same time because I'm like, I'm not going to deal with this right now. Yeah, which which worked, but it comes at a price, right? Like someone was whining or barking in the office or, you know, Nacho was bored in the crate and it feels bad. Yeah, it's... uh, highly inconvenient it's kind of emotionally distressing to have a dog barking at you or crying because they don't like it but i don't want to get chomped on and we can't have them fighting and so i was like michael what the heck and he's like do you want to rehome nacho and i was like remy's the problem he's like yeah but nobody wants him and i was like yeah that's correct (laughs) like nobody (laughs) wants him um and so he has had them um he had a monday tuesday and wednesday at the pet resort and Wednesday afternoon, he took them from the pet resort to his house where they have been staying 
So they stayed overnight with him Wednesday. They're staying overnight with him tonight, Thursday. Um, and we're going to pick him up on our way. Well, we're kind of going to take a diversion on our way down to Florida, go up to Michael's house and pick him up. So he's been working with them. Um, and some of it's just good advice about like he's taught Nacho to go into a down and he's like, don't let Nacho out without having him in a down. And like that prevents the situation where they run into each other. And it makes him calmer, right? It doesn't make him as, as hyper. Yeah, it's just going to, it's very nice not having them here now <laughs> while we're <laughs> adapting Cheddar. Um, but it's going to have to be a big change in our routine where we cannot just open the door and let everybody go out because you don't know if they're going to bump into each other or try to, try to squeeze through at the same time. Um, and you know, Nacho's not necessarily going to listen if Guac and Remy are running out and you're trying to calm him down, right? We, we're still going to have to do some level of like separation or control and, and work pretty consistently with like, you have to sit and you have to stay and you can't just run out the door, which is not a thing we normally do. We like it to be more relaxed than that, but like, this is the situation that we're in. And honestly, like, like Remy is the problem, right? right? He's he's the one who gets aggressive and then Nacho will engage with it. But if Nacho would sell the fuck down, it wouldn't be an issue, right? If That's right. If Nacho becomes a calm dog. That's right. Remy's not going to have anything to react against. I don't think Remy is really fixable cuz he's fine most of the time. And Mike was testing all this. He's like, give, you know, giving him food together, taking food away, like doing all sorts of stuff to try to get them on edge so he can see what's happening and find ways to interrupt it because he's got a bunch of staff there, right? He can step in and stop problems from happening. Um, and he's like, they're fine though. I could do this. I mean, he, he saw them fight, right? So he, it's not like he's like, I don't think they're actually fighting. Like he right. saw it happen. Um, but he's, you know, he's just giving good advice on like, these are the scenarios where it happens. And it's when they're both really amped up and Nacho's the one that we can, work on more to get him not amped up right so right which is generally a good idea anyway right if we can get nacho from to not snap for the ball and not you know run out the door and bang into other p dogs and stuff these are all good things it's anyway. so good yeah. but it's it's gonna take work right and yep and this is a thing where like if we I had mean, one dog we could really work on him for sure and, and it's hard, right? And this is the sort of thing where, like, I will get all dictatorial and be like, do this. But, like, you're the one letting him out a lot of the time. Yeah. And so it's easy for me to be like, this is going to be the process when, like, you're the one who's up at 630 in the morning yeah, but, dealing but with it. Yeah, but it is it is doable. It just has to be another another step. Yeah. I mean, it's like after the fight, like, you got home from dinner and I was like, sit down. <laughs> like, we need to talk about a plan. I really need us to be on the same page. All I heard was we need to talk. And I was like, oh, no. Listen everybody when your partner is like we need to have a talk if you go oh no it makes your partner want to talk to you so don't follow the gr dad example here every time i'm like we need to have a conversation and he goes mm -hmm. i go like now i don't want to talk to you anymore which is somehow worse yeah <laughs> weirdly so, i did not win yeah so don't make that sound when people say they want to talk to you not weirdly i never win <laughs> that's not true well it's not win or loss i mean that that is true <laughs> <laughs> um, but i was like this can't be one of those things where like you know we have this like sort of playful and sort of frustrating dynamic where i'll be like if we just do this thing it will solve the problem 
I will do the thing, but I need you to also do the thing. And you're like, okay. And then you don't do the thing. And I'm like, God damn it, Ingo. Like, why won't you do the thing? And like, I'm not really mad about it, but also like, it would be nice if you did the thing, but like, it's fine. Right? Like, this is a dynamic we have about a lot of dog stuff and it's fine. Right. I was like, this cannot be one of those things. Like we a hundred percent, you know, until Michael has these dogs, they cannot be out at the same time because I don't trust them and I don't want to deal with this and we need to be on the same page. And you were great. Right. I mean, like we were, we did it, we stuck with it. Yeah. And we're just going to have to figure out what that new plan looks like. Right. Um, for when we're back and we have no idea how cheddar is going to, affect that like he's not really going to cause problems but he may get in the way and remy and nacho have just barely met him because we didn't need to cause any more stress with that so who knows what they're you know is remy going to be a dick around cheddar you know who knows i don't think there's going to be problems between them but is it going to just add an extra source of tension i don't know so we'll figure it out but it's um it's frustrating this is the thing that i did not want in kind of moving into the space of taking in a lot of dogs was this kind of dynamic. I can deal with health problems. I can deal with vet visits. I can deal with complicated medications. I can deal with hand feeding, like whatever. But I absolutely explicitly did not want tension between the dogs and having to kind of worry about this. And uh, Remy from the first day we got him has been that kind of problem. And and it just is and we kind of didn't have a choice right like they were like i guess we could board him if you guys can't take care of him no but like no one no other fosters would step up and take him and but we kind of knew from the beginning like this is a problematic addition into the squad he's a very good boy but he just and if he were our only dog there would be zero problems yes but to have you know even if we did just have five dogs he still would be a problem with the five dogs. Like he just doesn't have the dynamic for this. Uh, but nobody's going to adopt a blind diabetic dog with lymphoma. Right. You know, like even if we wanted to put him up for adoption. So, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I love him. He's a nice man. Like he's a very sweet, snuggly boy. But uh, he is the thing that we, you know, we meaning I have to be a lot more careful about like going forward. Like, that we don't want to take in another dog like that because this sucks and and this is a a problem that we're going to be dealing with for all the rest of the time that we have him yeah and when we were in maryland and not in florida it was easier when we had dogs because we've had dogs like this before where they just didn't gel right with the other ones and then we just adopted them out you you would you know make sure they went to a good home where there was a good dynamic i i think like remy has just kind of cleared the point where he could have been adopted out where he got kind of medically stable before he got the lymphoma i mean we adopted him before that he's he's a hardship case anyway yeah yeah i don't think anybody would have taken him i mean people will take a blind dog people take an old dog but like a a blind diabetic with like slight behavioral issues and lymphoma like no one would adopt that dog except us i think that's right and i mean it doesn't apply to Remy, but in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we, we adopted him way before that because it's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know how you take care of a dog that's sick for a year and not go like, okay, he's my dog now, even <laughs> though it's problematic. Right. Right? Right. But Bank man. It's fine. There's <coughs> a TV emu. TV emu. Um, But, yeah, 
So it, it, I guess it's more just like a general comment, right? Like we've got all these dogs. It's lovely having all of these dogs, but like there's really specific. Vink, shut up. That's the M&M's, Vink. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't make me turn it off, Vink. Um, there's, it's hard having this many dogs and there's really specific structures that we need in place to make it work. And uh, Remy does not fit within what we need to make it work. And it's incredibly stressful with him and Nacho in this this kind of dynamic and how it's been. And it sucks that we're now going to have to like, you know, pretty, pretty significantly adapt the routine that we've had to make them not have these to not risk having these kinds of problems. Right. There's just a lot more stuff we're going to have to do. And there's like just about the amount of stuff we can handle doing without that anyway. So, Ingo, I see you're getting tired, so I think we should move on. Yeah, all that having been said, I think this will all be easier in Florida than it is here. Uh, I mean, I guess, but we still have to, we have to do all e the same yeah. precautions that we would have to do here that we have to do there. Yes. You know, and so that sucks. All right, we're going to skip the rambling because poor Ingo is sitting on the couch and I see your eyes kind of closing and you oh, yawning. Oh, I'm fine. You fell asleep in the middle of a story I was telling you yesterday. Do you remember that? Because you fell asleep because your eyes closed. I deny <laughs> any knowledge of this. Okay. Um, no, let's finish dog update. That, that's it. That's the end. We've just been rambling. We, I, have just been rambling about that for a while. Guac got new blow eyes. Yes, good job. You went out and got him. He loves them. He does. He can have them when Remy's not around and when Nacho's not around because they don't tear them to pieces. Yep. But And yet, they wear out and one just got ripped up. So now I have new ones from Ikea. You made an Ikea run just for the guacamole. Guac therapeutically needs a blow high or he an does. avocado, but we don't have any avocados here. So he's doing... He's a, a happy dog with his avocado. There's a giant squishable avocado upstairs if we need it. Oh, really? How yeah. big? Like the regular uh, I'm sorry. No, a giant squishable hamburger. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. The hamburger instead of the Old avocado. School. Yeah. I didn't go. My battery's dying, so we got to move fast. Your battery or your, your computer? The computer battery. Are you ready for taste of the keys? Yeah. Right. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm bracing myself for to be ready. Navy sailor in Key West arrested in felony hit-and-run charge after bicycle crash. Wow. Navy sailor on bicycle. Key West police arrested a U.S. Navy sailor who is accused of hitting a bicyclist with her car and leaving the scene last oh, month. Oh, no. Aileen Tudor, 22, faces a felony count of hit-and-run that caused serious bodily injury. She could not be reached for comment. There's a lot of stuff about that. She was released on a $50,000 bond on Tuesday, hours after her arrest on a warrant. It was not clear if she had legal representation. According to the arrest report, Tudor hit the cyclist around 1 a.m. on Ooh. September 8th on Truman Avenue with her Hyundai Elantra. Security camera footage viewed by police showed the man's legs go up into the air and his head hit the street pavement, according to the report. Aye. So it's not just like, oh, she bumped the bike and he fell over sideways. Like, she, she like, hit him. He... he flipped over the car maybe yep. it sounds dramatic paramedics took him to lower keys medical center to be treated for lacerations to the head uh he did get a call but he declined to comment so the newspaper called him and he didn't comment 
Key West officer George Mayorga Lopez wrote in his report that after hitting the bicyclist, the car's brake lights engaged for a couple seconds before the Hyundai continued on its way. <sighs> Police say they matched a side view mirror found at the scene with a car found at Tudor's Northside Drive residence about two miles from the crash. Tudor is assigned to the military police at Naval Air Station Key West. Base officials could not immediately be reached for comment. She's an MP and she did a hit and run? Oh, no. At 1 a.m., so... I, we suspect we know why she thought it was, she would get a lower charge for this than for whatever she might have been doing, yes. Yep. So there you go. Oh, that's the keys. a bad egg. That's a bad egg. We'll, we will keep you guys apprised of or updates. A bad mistake. That's not good. You can't hit and run. No. Nope. Oh. That's especially a bicyclist. Poor bike. All right, Ingo, it's time for German Word of the Week and Ingo Corner. All right, Flutversager. <laughs> a word I just learned um, and that I think has just been created in the last few years. There, were, there was significant flooding in Germany near the, in the, near the Rhine Valley. I mean, it was a different river, but it's... Um, Last year, last spring, I think it even was, mm -hmm. spring of 2021. And apparently the regional m politicians, uh, regional government was informed about it at like midnight that this was happening. These were big floods. They were big floods. I mean, houses up to the top floor kind of thing, you know, and, you know, people sitting on roofs almost. Um, yeah, cars getting swept away and everything. And one of the ministers, I think, said, I don't give a shit about a flood. <laughs> and another minister said, well, this isn't really, a ha you know, an emergency situation. I don't see anyone in need, in dire need of assistance and went back to bed, basically. Yeah. And so by, of course, when they woke up the next day, it was much worse. And some people may have already died. Yeah, over a hundred people died in this, um, and so this this the one minister had maintained that he he wasn't really informed and he didn't really know, and the police just released a video that they showed him from a heli police helicopter that showed like houses being swept away yeah. and houses you know underwater till the roof uh, until you know up to the roof, and that's what he that's what he had testified and said. Well, I saw that video and it didn't seem there was any emergency. And he basically said, I'm not I'm not ordering any emergency services. And he just resigned. Um, he was forced out. Mm -hmm. And there's been a couple of them who've been forced out. And they're called Flutfazaga, which means f flood fa failures. <laughs> <laughs> Fazaga is a failure, is someone who fails at something. Um, and so there's now a word for these politicians who who've completely failed to respond adequately to this deadly flood no. that happened a year and a half ago. And, and it's, uh, but it's nice that there are consequences. It's nice that someone is losing their job over this. Yeah. Right? The, the feeling was that the response was completely inadequate and very delayed. And, you know, in America, you get used to nothing happening there. It's fine. There's no consequences. I mean, Katrina was a, freaking disaster but in part because of the response i mean lee county should be like that here yep like 100 people died in lee county from hurricane ian basically because they didn't evacuate it according to their own plan right and I, so Is i'm anything gonna happen no no and 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 in florida everything's corrupt enough that nothing's gonna happen and it's just Correct. encouraging in german to say to have these people be labeled as failures in the face of a flood 
and you know removed from office. So yeah. that's nice. Flutversager. Flutversager. New, Flutversager. new specific word. Yeah, not not usually a word, not something you'd learn uh, in your German course. It's a very specific word. Can you use Versager like generally, like du bist ein Versager? You're a loser. Du yeah. bist ein Versager. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Sometimes they call people who, who join the military Zivilversager, people who fail in civilian life who have to <laughs> have no other option but to join the military. In Germany, that's a bad thing. <laughs> Interesting. Here, they're not as honest about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh -huh. So, that's my German word. Okay. You got anything for Ingo Corner? Um, no, it, it, it will be good to go back to Florida. I mean, yes, I guess. I always say no, and then I have something. Be good to go back to Florida. I'm spoiled waking up when it's 37 degrees or Ugh. there's ice on the ground Ugh. is jarring. And frankly, w our skin is not used to this dry no. air <laughs> anymore. No, we're all crispy. And we're crispy. The dogs have weird bumps and allergies, and everything's different up here, Florida. We're used to this. The keys now. It's better down there. I think we're soft. <laughs> we're soft. I like it. Soft. I mean, we can put up with a lot more heat than the average person. That's true. We're we're strong the other way. Yeah. Winter sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even winter. It's not. It's like fall. mid fall. It's like sucks. actually glorious fall right now here. No, I hate it. <laughs> I mean, it's very pretty. It was most of the time we've been here. It's been like seventy-five degrees yeah. during the day. So. Hopper misses her ocean and her fish and her swims. Me too, Hops. And you know, it's just gonna be nice to go back there. All right, everyone. Well, next time we talk to you, we'll be from the Keys. Yep. Until then, Slava Ukraini, and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That is correct. Always. Bye. Bye. Bye.